welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, otherwise known as T-Roll. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I am also joined by my wonderful friends, Justin Sandoval. We like to call him Sandy. And, of course, the one and only Anthony Amato Shimato. How you doing, brother? Doing well, doing well. You know, knocking out some podcasts tonight, and it's going to be a good night with a nice little episode recap. That's right. Justin, how about yourself? Yeah, bonus content, man. Let's uh, break down this Aces of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 1. Yes. So we love to have normal episodes every week, but we also like to do some bonus pods. And uh, since Season 7 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has begun, finally some new content to watch. We want to do some... uh, some you know episode reviews some some recapping some speculating some fanboying right absolutely mm-hmm. yes. um yeah so uh abc on wednesday nights at 10 p.m. eastern the late up, slot got to stay up yep. late for this it one it might get a little risque let's see oh. let's find out yeah maybe so uh we get some uh agents of shield action uh it's final season so excited to review it but before we kind of get into the deep dive review of the actual episode um, overall, generally speaking, what, what were y'all's thoughts on the sh- on the episode? Uh, I mean, I was just excited to to see Ages of Shield back uh, or a Marvel property back. Yeah, I mean, we were supposed to get Black Widow, but we never did. So I feel like Ages yeah. of Shield is hopefully going to hold you over for a little yeah, bit. Hopefully, hold us over for a little bit, at least for the next thirteen weeks. Thirteen weeks. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely you know looking forward to this. Um, set up especially with us doing the previous podcast it really got the juices going on you know agents of shield and the the want to see it as well with um getting back into it and getting our heads right and especially with the lack of rest of con rest of the content around right now it really you know moved to the forefront that's right so it's important to say a couple couple things of note first if you're listening thank you but also uh, why don't you go ahead and listen to our Season 7 preview bonus pod uh, that you can find on all the podcast pod catchers. Um, we talked a little bit about what we thought might happen in Season 7. Uh, probably we're wrong with a lot of things, and that's okay. But go ahead and listen to that. Um, and also, um, go ahead and subscribe. You know, Like, like our channel, follow us on Twitter, um, become fans of the pod. Um, we, did, we did that bonus pod. We had some speculation. Um, and now we're ready to dive into uh, the reviews, so uh, or, or our reviews of of the of the pod. So I will say, um, I really loved it. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> uh, so great to have uh, the characters I know and love back. Um, man, it was just it's just so good to have some Marvel in my veins, man. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> yes, so absolutely. good to have some Marvel yes. in my veins. A lot of highlights to to pick from, and I'm excited to get into that with you guys, but. Um, overall, uh, pretty pleasant. I, I remember saying this to you, Justin, the other day, just in passing. Pretty pleasant start to a season. Yeah. Because for me, like, there have been a couple seasons with, with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where, you know, the prior season ends, and then it takes several months of a jump forward in time, and you, you pick back up not really knowing what to expect, and you're yeah. like, you're like, man. Some people have moved on. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, they're all in different places at the time. Daisy's hair is a different color. Uh, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I just I thought it was a pleasant season uh, premiere. Um, and I guess as we're about to get into some of the details, it's important to say spoiler alert. All right? So don't be listening to this podcast if you haven't watched uh, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 1. You know, 
pause it right now, go and watch the episode, go and listen to our pod previewing season seven, um, and then go and watch the episode. It's really awesome. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it, guys. What were some of the yeah. highlights for you from episode one? First things first, that opening title card, man, the <laughs> Ace oh, of yes, Shield, yes. classic Dude, writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, and that would just I kind of set the tone. What a touch. Yes. Nice what a little, touch. Looked, 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 looked a lot like uh, Casablanca. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. Man, it was yeah. just uh, right off the bat. And, you know, it, it, it does show you that the writers, uh, the creators of the show, they're flexible because, you know, there was the um, one of them, one of, I think it was season four when they were doing the mini arcs, uh, they were doing the agents yeah. of, of Hydra. And they had a whole different intro title card, you know what I'm saying? So I love that touch, man. That was a really nice touch. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my favorite parts about the entire episode was um, the little play on um, the leader of the speakeasy being named Gemini, which, if you guys know, Gemini is the twins, and it immediately made me think, oh, is this going to be Caning? And then, of yes. course, it was. So yes. I just love yes. that little, like, the little lead-in to where if you were paying attention to the to the name, you knew that it was yeah. going to lead to Caning. Definitely thought that, too, and so did Reddit as I was following along in the live <laughs> discussion feed, which shout out to Reddit, the subreddit for S.H.I.E.L.D., for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Man, it feels like one big family coming back together for like a Thanksgiving dinner as we were <laughs> watching that episode. There were so many comments live during the show. Every commercial break, I was on it. Um, and, yeah, everyone was predicting that it was about to be caning, so yeah. it, was, it was awesome. But let's just keep in mind here that uh, during our Season 7 preview show, I did say you predicted that. that caning was, yes. was coming. So, yes. But, Shout out uh, to you, Sandy. Yeah, Good call. Yes. Let's. Uh, so one of the things that stood out for me uh, right off the jump was when they first landed in New York and that the whole scenery of the street and the the old school buildings yeah. down the side. I mean, it took me back to when the Captain America, the first Avenger, when they were on the that street and yeah. Uh, yeah. he was riding the car with Peggy Carter. It just felt like it was just ripped right out of there. And yeah. it was. Um, although being 1931, but it still had a great feel to it. Like it really did a good job of setting the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely understand that. It, and it also kind of reminded me of like uh, when Star Trek would do pieces where it would go into the past and things like that. And just I don't know the the fish out of the water feel that it had to it was very it was reminiscent of that in that sense for me as well. As they were walking down the street and you know as they were trying to figure out how they should act and yeah. dealing with that kind of stuff, you know, you know, who, who should lead and things of that nature. You know, what was so cool and it wasn't even, <laughs> so this didn't directly happen in the episode, but again, just a shout out to Reddit. I'm watching it. And one of the things that is just trending like crazy is so Colson and is now in LMD, which yes. was a fascinating yes. little sequence where he was like, Realizing everything, yeah, and it was flooding the, his the memory dump his, of yeah, two yeah, years worth dump. of memories. Yeah. yeah, that was fascinating. And uh, I actually made a comment to you. It's like, man, he's gonna be like Ultron. Just you like did say that before, every, before reading the Reddit. Yes, yeah. getting everything just collectively in his mind so quickly. And then I'm on Reddit like at night um, after the episode's over. I'm reading um, reviews and people talking about it, and I keep seeing people refer to him as Coltron. <laughs> I yes. freaking lost it, man. Yes. I was like, dude, that is the most epic like nickname code name ever yeah know? um i'm gonna lose my mind if someone somewhere calls him that in the show in the show yeah. yes. yes yes like 
that that will just be crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we'll get into some of the main plot points here in a moment, but just any other highlights, just general highlights you got to share before we talk more about the story. I just feel like the general tone of the episode. Uh, I yeah. feel like it, it was it was very enjoyable. It was it was a fun ride to go along with them as yeah. they landed in nineteen thirty one, and then as they went through it, just <laughs> that that whole the whole experience. It just it seemed like it was a fun ride going through it with them. Yeah. Uh, what are the the Chronicoms here for? Like, what are they here for? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the unraveling of that. Yeah, and uh, did take a little little side derail there, which yeah. was pretty fun. Yeah, I felt I felt like it did a really good job of setting up the the flow of what the season is going to be. You know, there was a lot of you know, it, it um, answered a lot of the questions from last season in the sense of, like, kind of, like, where they're going and things like that. And started along the way of, at like, why they're there and, yeah. you know, where certain characters are. And if you watch some of the trailers, why certain characters weren't in the trailers and things like that. Yeah. So I felt like it kind of l- led okay. into that kind of stuff. Yeah, we need to talk about that for a second. So we watched the trailers and there's a lot, a lot of theories like, okay, are they going to spend all their time in this season in the 30s? Are they going to jump around? Of everything we saw in the trailers, we like basically probably 85 to 90% of the trailers came from this episode. Episode one. Episode yes, one. episode one. We did miss a few things in the trailer. Well, again, spoilers. Some people don't like this. But some of the other main characters in some other scenes we saw in some of the trailers that are clearly in different episodes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that makes me very confident that we're gonna get more time jumps, which to me is gonna just be amazing. Yes. Um, so, yeah, man, so much to get into. Um, let's just let's just uh, camp out here for a moment. Um, let's talk about the Chronicoms, okay? Yes. You mentioned like, what are they doing? Why are they here? Uh, just some 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 uh, dialogue that I caught when Gemma is describing what's going on. Mac, who is the director of Shield, um, really the leader now. He says, Gemma, you need to tell us everything you know. Yeah, and that's an order. <laughs> yeah, that's an order. She, she said, this is what she said, there are critical launch windows leading to specific points in time and space. Fitz calls them tides, okay? The Chronicoms took one, and we followed them here. Uh, it becomes very evident that the Chronicoms are the antagonists this season. Yes, and, yes. You know, and that's what made last season so interesting. Like, they weren't the main antagonist, but, like, they were in the background. There's this whole sub-story. They were developing, really. Yeah, they developing. Were, yeah. building, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, with Enoch and Fitz going on their own awesome adventures. Yep. Um, and now, you know, it makes you think, what are they going back in time for? I, to me, mm-hmm. it seems pretty obvious. They, they directly said that they're trying to eradicate S.H.I.E.L.D., because yeah. it seems like Shield is their biggest threat to getting to Earth and establishing Earth as their new home planet. Something about Earth. It's just yeah. everyone wants to come here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love how Shield is the problem, but the Avengers are not <laughs> going to be the problem. Yeah, yeah exactly, but, man. Yeah, who are the Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the the Chronicons and Enoch, uh, wh- another oh, one of my man. favorite parts was the um, the slam that Enoch Dude, had on the I Chronicon. Know. I was just like, I, I, I wrote it down exactly what he said too. Yes, if, if, if you want to, if you want to drop that on us, that was that'd be great. It just, it was such a because the way he presents it, it doesn't Dude. seem like it would be a slam, Dude. but like you really think about it, and you're like, oh, that's a so, pretty hard slam yes, right there. We're on the same page, and if I'm wrong, correct me. But Enoch is a straight savage gangster okay yes, yes he is he's a straight savage gangster so they're they're interrogate interrogating the chronicom that they captured yes and brought back to zephyr one and that chronicom says to enoch the rumors are true 
you've chosen humans over your own kind. And Enoch, in his own just amazing way, looks his at it. His delivery, man. His delivery. Oh. oh, man, it just seems like a, a backhanded slap across the face. He says, you didn't choose anything. You were reassigned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just subtle savageness. Like it, it's something that you just would have completely missed if you were not paying attention, just yeah. the way, because because of the way it was presented. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, T. Roll, when we were watching it together, like that was one where we really looked at each other, like, oh, oh man. Dang. And there's gonna be so many more like yeah. that. There's gonna be so many more like that. Um, let's stick on the Chronicoms before we get back into the main characters, uh, because something that was actually pretty fascinating, not necessarily um, funny or entertaining. Remember, we start the episode with three of them. Three of the Chronicom hunters, and they do some crazy stuff. They they literally rip the faces off of NYPD police officers. Yes. yes. So they have taken their identities, and that's what brings uh, Shield to kind of go to the scene and kind of figure out what's going on there. Um, but the main one, and I don't know what his name is, the main hunter steals the face of the the main police officer, like the deputy or whatever. Captain. Yeah. The captain. That's right. Yep. And he, they are sitting in the car, coming back on that scene, and basically talking about how they need to kind of control the situation, okay? And he literally said, he's. It's so fascinating because, in some regard, you kind of anticipate these chronicoms as always being ahead, and always being super capable. Yeah, like that's how they come across, like just perfect in some sense, right? Yeah. So he's talking in the car with his buddies, his other chronicom buddies, and he says. Silent procession is absolutely necessary. Like he starts stuttering when he sees Daisy Johnson. When he sees Quake, he actually yes. says it. He says, "Quake, she's here." The other Chronicoms are like, "That's impossible." Clearly not. Yeah. So I thought that was actually a really cool little touch that, like, these things aren't perfect. And I know we got some of that, obviously, in the last yeah. season. Yeah. Um, but they they think they're immortal. They think they are perfect. Yeah. Right. Um. And I thought that was a really nice touch of, of writing to make him, like, surprised right then. Because S.H.I.E.L.D., the whole premise is they are going back in time. Again, back to what Gemma said. They're going back in time to follow uh, the Chronicoms because they're clearly up to some bad business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it seems like they're kind of laying the seeds of uh, the possible downfall of the Chronicons being somehow related to either human emotion or human connection. And in that sense, with something like that, or even a line that was also said in the car was when he when he's uh, talking to one of the other Chronicons, he's like, "And don't forget to smile." Um, yes. and it, it just <laughs> yeah. like it, it's almost set, like I said, it's setting up to where you know their biggest downfall will be humanity, which is in a lot of these stories that are set up, you know, it's to where like humanity wins because they are humane. You know, the, the the basic idea of the heroes win because they care more, because yeah. they feel deeper for for society. Yeah, for and sure. And his, his shock of her being there at that time period, yeah. uh, that led me to believe, like, what you said earlier of how Fitz elaborated on uh, different waves or tides in time. This makes me really uh, think that they are going to time jump uh, to different periods in time. Yeah. Uh, because let's just say, I mean, I feel like at the end of this episode, uh, they kind of foiled the Chronicom's plan. So guess what? Let's go to another plan. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah, go to another time point. So yeah. it really got that idea in our heads like, okay, this is really uh, going to happen. And now yeah. they're going to be watching their butts because Shield's probably going to follow them to the next spot. So that, yeah. that, that they're on the radar now. Yeah. That's right. And 
again, one more Chronicom thing, and this one, this is another funny one. Uh, one of the Chronicom henchmen, so not the captain, not the leader, he walks in on the crime scene when Deke is kind of getting the images, the yeah. digital images of their faces, and he realizes, Deke realizes, oh gosh, this is one of the Chronicoms. So he's trying to play it cool, and he says, uh, this is so funny, uh, Deke says to him, oh, it's you, uh, trusted officer of the oh, law. The- <laughs> and then yeah. the Chronicom just without hesitation says, as I always have been. <laughs> he just grabs yeah. him by the throat. Yeah. And Chokes him out. And it's a, shout, it's a shout back, and I'm probably going to um, get the line wrong, but it was like the, one of the more epic, savage, funny moments of Enoch's whole arc when he pretended to be a Cree. In a, in a season six, do you guys yeah. remember this? And he is, and he says, "I am a Cree, as I have always been a Cree." <laughs> and it just, it's just like again the the super specific. This, this is going to sound weird. The the specificness of the Chronicoms, right? Yeah. Uh, the literal nature of them is uh, is amazing. So yeah, it was a highlight seeing all that. Um, anything else on the Chronicoms? If not, we can kind of dive into just some of the dynamics of the main characters I thought was really interesting in the storyline. Well, starting out with the main characters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, I expected it, but to have the Fitz and Simmons separated again, yeah, yeah. Uh, like no surprise there. Yeah, right? No surprise there. And then they kind of, they kind of tease that a little bit um, th- th- in the dialogue, especially with uh, Gemma and I think it was yo-yo. Yo-yo. Wasn't yo-yo. It? Yeah. yeah, it was. And uh, do you, do you have that or no? Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to find it on my notes here. Yeah. Um, but it, it's pretty much, uh, I mean, it's pretty much a, like it was destined to be kind of, kind of. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. But I, I did like that. They like, Almost immediately addressed the fact that they weren't together, and they did, they weren't too too cryptic about the fact that oh, one of the main reasons why they're not together is because when they're together, then the Chronicons can kind of read their minds, yeah, and yeah. you know they know where you know know where they are, separate like always, man. Yeah, it really, yeah. Well, she she uh, basically Yo Yo asks her about Fitz, and she's she got a message from Fitz, but she's trying to figure out how to read it. And she's like, Yo-Yo says something along the lines of, oh, have you messaged him back? And she's like, never. And the way she says it, too, is I picked up on it. It's like this is alluding to another line when she's talking to Daisy. And Daisy asks, how long has it been? And she's like, it's been a long time. Oh, I know. So yeah. You can just see in her eyes that it's been a long time, Gemma, since she has seen anyone. Because you've yeah. got to imagine she hasn't seen Fitz in a long time. She clearly hasn't seen the team in a long she time. She was grateful yeah. to see them. She was grateful. Yeah. It's been so long. So – Taking the context of that, when when Yo Yo says, "Well, have you messaged him back?" She's almost like a little annoyed. She's like, "No, never. Like, how did? How would you not? How, how are you so stupid to say that?" <laughs> yeah. Yo-Yo. Obviously, Yo Yo doesn't know any better, but she yeah. says, "We have to assume that the Chronicoms are listening." Yeah. So it's really fascinating. I, I mean, I, I've heard rumors that, and I hope this isn't true. Um, we're going to touch on this week to week as we keep watching, but that. Uh, Fitz's character, like the actual actor, and I can't remember how to say his his name. He's got a funky like Irish or Scottish name, I believe. But that he's actually not in the season very much at all, like physically, mm. um, because he was working on another project. I really hope that that's not true because I need Fitz. I need Fitz yeah. there. We have to get Fitz in person. You know, right? That can't just be a write off. He can't be an AI the whole. Yeah, entire he series. cannot, man. He cannot. So, but that was that was a fascinating. You know, critical depth piece there. So, um, yeah, but also seeing them kind of walking around in New York, 1931, um, Coltron, the star here, okay, because he is picking up on things. And, and this is literally why they brought him back. 
Yeah. If the Chronicoms have the black box, you know, Gemma says, we need someone who is an expert in S.H.I.E.L.D. history. Yes. Who's better than Coltron? <laughs> I mean, th- that's how he made his first, you know, real impression in the universe was, you know, dealing with his cards and, <laughs> you know, yes. in yeah. Avengers. Yeah, was, that's right. Where he really They're collectors, that you know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, and so he's picking up on things, you know. The, he, they find the bottle of whiskey with yeah. the swordfish label on it. And he knows, oh yeah, there's a uh, speakeasy somewhere here, somewhere in town, um, and the code word to get in is swordfish. I right? do feel like that was too convenient, though. Well, I mean, we're talking about we're, we are talking about Agents of Shield in the 13 episode season too. I mean, you're gonna have a you got to move it along, yeah, move yeah, it along, got to move it along, yeah. accept um, it, move on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Convenient, yeah. Remember the time when Ward jumped out of a airplane to catch Gemma? You know, yeah. like things are things can be convenient. Yeah. <laughs> These people pull off impossible things yeah. in this show, but um, it kept it moving. The swordfish was the password to get moving. in. Speakeasy, yeah. It kept it moving, and then when Koenig, when they're um, when he's talking to them about the party he's throwing, Koenig, he he mentions <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're for the governor, and instantly Coltron, like again because he's a robot, he just like looks over. He just knows it's FDR. Yeah, yeah. we didn't know well. I didn't know that. You guys might have known that if you knew your history. I did not know that before um, FDR was president, he was the governor of New York. That's pretty cool. Um, so they were – I mean, but he's just on top of it, you know? Um, so I thought Col- Colson, Coltron's uh, ability to pick up on all these clues, uh, man, yeah. it's going to be so useful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. The knowledge that he has built up just from his experience uh, yes. of Shield in, yeah. in general, and I really do. I can picture him back in the Shield Academy, knowing like every fact yeah. that there yes. is about Shield. Absolutely, being yeah. that guy that people just hate. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I can see that. That 100%. very like history nerdy type what? guy. Yeah, um, kind of like Shimano. You know. What? What? <laughs> what? I mean, I did. I did know that FDR was the president, <laughs> or was the governor of New York at that time. But <laughs> what did y'all think of of FDR? Man, just being in it and like. You know, was that fascinating to you guys? Like, you know, Coulson was starstruck, right? Yeah. I mean, even Mac was. Mac was describing the things he does. I mean, you're talking about one of the probably one of the most important Americans in the history of our country. Yes. You know? Yes. Yep. Um, well, I think that was actually a very important, um, you know, decoy. Because he was supposed to be this larger than life character. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about that. To draw all your attention Let's to talk about over that. here. Kind of like a magic trick. You're paying yes. attention over here, but the real important thing's over here. Yes. So um, definitely they chose somebody who would be so larger than life that when you were you were bringing him on screen, you're not going to notice anything else that is happening. Yes. You know? It's obviously it's obvious that they're going for FDR. Yeah, everyone I mean, knew it. I mean, yeah, he created the he created Shield. You know, yeah. So for did that catch anyone off guard? Was anyone skeptical? Like, oh no, I don't. Th- I think he is a decoy. What about you, Justin? Did was, you see that coming? I was a little skeptical. Uh, yeah, I mean, just a little bit. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I feel like it was too convenient. Yeah. Um, yeah. That he happens to be be there, yeah. uh, and they're planning on this whole event type of deal, but. I, I mean, I was well, still I was still in belief that okay, yeah, it was probably FDR, but a little part of me was like, no, that's too easy. Yeah, I, I did feel like if there was going to be some sort of a twist, like it wasn't going to be straightforward. Um, I mean, I could have seen maybe a twist, maybe another way, but mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be a very straightforward. Oh, they are a hundred percent going for FDR. They are going to try to assassinate him here. Um, I could have yeah. seen something, you know, different where, oh, maybe FDR is secretly a part of Hydra or something okay. like that. Something right. along those All lines right. or, right. you know, 
or maybe there was a getting a, ahead of yourself now. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he's a fourth Chronicon or something like that, and he's right at that time, and that's why he was actually walking was because he's actually a Chronicon or something along those okay. lines. Okay, yeah, this um, is all coming from the universe that uh, let us believe that Shield was Shield, and then all of a sudden just ripped the rug right from under us. And yes. hey, actually, no, it's Hydra actually, right. and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, so the twist being, mm-hmm. and and we we see this where uh, they're not actually there to kill FDR; they're kill they're there to kill Freddy. All right, which is this unassuming, just youngster yeah. who is just you know pouring whiskey. He's a bartender essentially. Um, which I believe I mentioned to you while we were watching. I said, "There's like Freddie. There's okay. there's something. Yeah, like there's got to be something." Now with we Freddy. did watch yeah. it together, mm-hmm. and you were saying as well. A lot of people were on Reddit that he looks like Ward. Yeah, like he, it yes. looks like this might be yeah. uh, a you know a forefather of of Grant Ward. Yeah, um, and maybe so. And we kind of thought that. I kind of thought that for a while. But then, um, right as they are realizing that they're not going for FDR because he's 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 safe now, he's gone. You hear, I'm going to keep saying it, Coltron. You hear Coltron say, "What are we missing here? Like they are clearly missing something." Yeah. And this is this is the consequence of marketing for me. Okay, because if you watch the trailers, you unfortunately saw Hydra. Yes, you unfortunately saw the dime drop between. Daisy and Coulson, where Daisy says, to save S.H.I.E.L.D., and then Coltron, Coltron interrupts and says, we have to save Hydra. Yeah. Right. So it it does a good job of getting you in, right? Just yeah. like with Civil War, you you know, to a much larger scale. You see Spider-Man pop up in a trailer. You, what? You know, lose your mind. Yeah. But you'd, like, how much better would it be if you found that out in the movie, and it was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? The twist, for me, would have been so much better. Like the twist was good. I think the yeah. the acting of it, the the way they did it, the execution yeah. was we good. We knew it was coming. It just was yeah. unfortunate that we already knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of yeah, that was tough for me. I mean, but again, you got to get people. <laughs> you got you got to advertise it you in some get way. Your to viewers, get, yeah. To get the viewers, I would there. love to go back and look at the numbers on viewers and how many people actually watched that. I, I didn't bother yeah. to look that information up yeah. when I before we came on and, and filmed, but I, I should have. But uh, yeah, what's wrong with you? Man? Yeah, I know, right? How dare you be unprepared Shame. for this scheduled podcast? Shame. Right? Um. <laughs> so yeah, so l- let's talk a little bit about Freddie. Okay, so yes. um, Freddie Malik. Freddie Malik. It is Malick. revealed. Yes. Via caning, right? Yes. He says, um, old man Malik's dead. And then you see Daisy and Colson say, what did you say? What's his mm-hmm. name? Wilfred Malik, who is the father of Gideon Malik. Yes. Grand- isn't it grandfather? I'm pretty sure it's grandfather. Uh, no, he... it was father, I think. Yeah. Uh, it was... it's... Wait, wait, wait. But then would that make Freddie and Gideon brothers? What is, what is it that Daisy said? I can't remember exactly. <sighs> Oh well, okay. So he's definitely he's either son or grandson yeah. of yeah. of Freddie for sure. He's That's not the point, a, right? That's the main uncle point. Yes, or yes, anything yes. like that. Yeah, um, he's definitely a direct relative. And again, if you're getting back, and I know it was spoiled that they had to save Hydra, but we didn't know why. But yeah. if you're getting into the plot, like that's actually pretty cool. Like the Chronicoms realize the only way, like the the best way, I'm sure they're going to find out some other way. The best way to prevent Shield from ever really happening is if you eliminate that thread, pull that thread mm-hmm. yeah. with Hydra. Because yeah. um, so, if there's no Hydra, there's no shield. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this also leads me to believe that when they do jump to a different period, we are going to get Malik back in this, I believe. Yes. The actual Gideon Malik. Good old Powers Booth. Yeah. Right. And let's, let's... Whether he actually shows up or not, who knows. All yeah. right. Any other thoughts on the twist? I have one big thing that I, I want to talk about, but 
do you guys have any other thoughts on just the Freddy Hydra twist there? I mean, honestly, I I mean, I'm just Hydra in general. Um, anything that Shield has done with Hydra, I mean, it's been quality. I feel like, and yeah. I, and with them doing this now, I feel like we're gonna get a lot of quality episodes yeah. moving forward. Yeah. yeah, I have a little bit of a. I don't know if this is a theory or just something I observed. Okay, this is a realization I think I had. So they were talking about pulling the thread. And they they never specifically said that it was to kill Freddy. Now they were going to. That was evident. But the captain, you hear him says something. Once the handoff is complete, or once the whatever, and it's talking. I believe the woman in the red dress, the red woman, uh, handing Freddy the the green vials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's speculation of what that is. Okay. The 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 loudest speculation and rumor is that is some super soldier serum. Yeah. That somehow gets from Freddy, who is apparently a part of Hydra in, in its very beginning stages, um, that gets makes its way to the Red Skull. We hear the Red Skull's name dropped in the in the preview for the next episode, and it makes you think: What if the thread necessarily? It's not necessarily to kill Freddy. Freddy's just Freddy. It's really to get their hands on that vial. I think because because in my mind, they're not going to kill him until he has. They they might not know who they're looking for in terms of the red woman. I, I shouldn't say the red woman, but the woman <laughs> in the red dress. They might not. They they might say, in my mind, they're waiting to see that transaction happen because they need confirmation that that is the the green vial that is going to be really important. Because and he still has it in the car. Yeah. Yes, he still has uh, it. The, so the drive. Yeah. Yeah. So something really intriguing is going to happen in episode two, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyways, that's my thoughts on that. Any other any other theor- or theories, thoughts, speculation, anything um, you guys want to talk about? Anything more from episode one? I mean, overall, uh, I do. I think from beginning to end, it was it was a great episode. I yeah. really feel it was one of the. I mean, one of the top Marvel Agents of Shield episodes overall. I feel like it gave the fans a little what they wanted. Um, a lot of uh, character dynamics going yeah. on there, but I do feel as though the the. May throughout the episode is being oh, worked on, yeah. uh, trying to get to talk better. About this. Yes, yeah. being worked on. We need and to talk about this. We don't see her the whole entire episode until <laughs> the end, and it's yes. typical May fashion for it to be the most bad a way to show up in an episode ever. Are you talking about when um, perched on a ceiling? Are you talking about when Agents of Shield turn into the Conjuring? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it definitely had Dude. that horror vibe to it. Yes, for sure. man, and, and Enoch, Enoch is like. <laughs> rebuking himself too, you know he's like you had one job, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> criticizing himself, yeah. So, so May's healthy, and I think it was funny because Gemma even said, you know, something maybe about like a few days or a week or a couple weeks about her having to heal. Yeah, and I think I told you it's like yeah, or a few hours. Like yeah. it's <laughs> something's gonna go down. Yeah. Yeah. in this episode, and, and sure enough, she's revealed to escaped her medical pod, and I don't. Know, she looks a little like. She's startled, yeah, startled. Well, yeah. So she didn't know she where died. she was. Well, yeah, she didn't know where she was really. Um, it looked like she really did die. Like, yeah. yeah. Remember, like, like Gemma shows up, but in the end of uh, uh, season six, but like May kind of turned her head and did that like little cinematic death. Yeah, yeah. Gemma shows up, takes her sweet time walking down the stairs. May seems to be dead for a few moments. We've seen people come back from the dead, like yeah. Coulson, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think, and they they inject her with some some weird stuff, and, and she'll be fine. Yeah. She'll be yeah. Oh, she'll be fine. Yeah, you know. So, um, 
I'm sure she's freaking out. Yeah. Um, it, I'm, oh, yeah. It was yeah. just great to get May back. Yeah. And Especially the character like Enoch, the first person that she is interacting with. It's like, man, if she kills Enoch at, like accidentally, I'm going to be really upset. I, lo- I love how the character of May can accidentally kill somebody. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that great? Yeah. You know? Well, it's just like when she, well, when she popped out of the uh, framework one time, like mm-hmm. she was just ready to go with, with anyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when you're startled like that, it makes a lot of sense. But, yeah. um, Anthony, how about you? You got anything Got anything else for episode one? Um, not necessarily for episode one. I have some things that, you know, an idea of you know, how things might play out a little Ooh, bit later. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, got some, it, I got some of those, too. So let's, let's, get go, some let's get those rolling. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think one of the biggest ones is, unfortunately, you were bringing up how f- you don't want Fitz to just be an AI for most of the season. But I feel like it's going to kind of play out like that. I feel like he is off somewhere um, in a different time and place setting the groundwork for something big. Mm. And what's going to happen is they're going to move through time. And then eventually they're going to land in this spot right when they need to. And Fitz is going to be there. And we will get to see him probably for at least an episode, maybe an episode and a half. But I feel like that's what's going to happen is he – the reason why you, they can't be together and you can't really know where Fitz is is because he – Simmons is doing really important work. But Fitz is doing really, really important work. Yeah. Like the, the work that he is doing is going to be the real difference between whether the human race wins or loses against the Chronicons or at least has the fighting chance to win or lose against the Chronicons. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, what do you think about that, Justin? Yeah, okay, so um, I already mentioned earlier that I do feel like they are going to jump through different points in time. Uh, But with them introducing FDR as a focal point for the episode, I really feel like we're going to get a lot of historical figures throughout this this season. And uh, the dynamic of the interactions as far as the knowledge that the Marvel agents have of these uh, historical uh, characters already – and then the way it unfolds as far as their involvement. So we're going to I feel like we're going to get a lot of uh, of that like oh hey the audience all knows what Martin Luther King's going to do or whatever, right? Yeah. Like that, or, that, that or kind J- of thing. Or JFK. Yeah, yeah JFK. Mm. Uh, we all know what they what their storyline is because we we all we all right. we, we know read history. a history book every yeah. once in a while, yeah. right? Um but so the 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 audience's perspective with the agent's knowledge knowing what's going to happen, what direction are they going to go as far as like storyline on how to uh, solve the quote unquote uh, the mystery of the day type of deal, yeah. but uh, I do think that's going to be a focal point of the season, uh, and, and it's going to be fun to watch play out on screen. Yeah, especially the the Chronicon that died um, on the Zephyr on Zephyr One, like he was talking about. We know, and so so someone said the word time, and it made him snap back to reality for a minute, and he said, "Time, you'll never know the true complexity of it, or something like that." Right, and they said we. Um, know that we could go to a certain time and pull a thread, a particular thread. And it, in yeah. my mind, that kind of sounded like we have backup plans. We're good. Yeah. You might say you might stop us here, but we'll go to the next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if <laughs> it'd be kind of cool if like every episode or every other episode was like a new point in time where they try to go back and yeah. 
change yeah. this one thing from happening. Yeah. That'd be yeah. really fascinating. But I also think the the time stream theory is going to come into effect. Like for example, the, the it's okay to make ripples, but if you build a dam, it's going to ruin the the yeah. course of history. Yeah, and they had that conversation. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, um, Deke, what he said there. I do think they're going to come across a point in time where they do accidentally like fudge up really really bad. Yeah, like and, they save JFK. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I was thinking about the, the possibility, or mm-hmm. they have to make the decision. Not if to they're going yeah. to yes, like maybe the maybe the decision is you know the Chronicons are actually going to save JFK and it throws off all, everything Ooh, else that goes along. They the have lines. to eliminate him, but then yeah. they have to let this happen. Otherwise, it'll be such a big. So you he know, needs to be a writer, Justin. I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you, man, he's got a gift. You, you know, the boy's before, got a gift. Yeah, it'll, yeah. It'll, it'll be them doing that. Will be the damn them. Like yeah. something that's so you just have to watch this horrific yeah. event happen for the rest of eight year old. They signed Shimano on to be the writer for season eight. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, sorry. Yeah. Wow, man, what a way to end the pod. <laughs> what a way to end the pod. Um, so we're we're. Going a little longer than we than we thought, and maybe, and I guess that's okay. The the show is that good where we want to keep, you know, we want to keep doing the show. We want to keep talking about Agents of Shield, uh, but I think we got some great things in store for us uh, for the rest of the season. A lot of questions that need to be answered. Oh yeah, by the way, in the is it okay to talk about what we saw in the preview for the next season? Yes. Okay. Yes. Super Soldier Serum. We saw a lot. Mm -hmm. We heard reference to the Red Skull and some other things. We also saw what looked like a modern-day footage of the Triskelion being destroyed. Yes. Mm. Yes. In D.C. Well, yeah, and they had uh, footage of uh, Chronicom ships in space, and it looked like they were shooting it. They were coming into hyperspace, like like arriving. Yes. Again. That could be just Marvel throwing us Although, off. Although I want to go ahead and point out real, really quick here, yeah. um, that when it showed the Chronicoms coming out of "quote unquote" hyperspace, it was uh, the continuity there uh, did not match up with the way that the Guardians of the Galaxy space travel. Uh, because remember, they space travel through like these little like folds in yeah, the space. Yeah, that's right. It looked more like came, Star Wars. Yeah, but they came out more like Star Wars. So I don't know. We'll look farther into that as we go on and dive a little deeper there. But uh, like I said. Uh, one of my gripes for season six is that it didn't connect to the snap, and if this is just ruining some more continuity of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I don't know. But I mean, nitpicky, nitpicky stuff yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess you know we we probably don't have the time to talk about that right now. They're probably not going to get to the snap, <laughs> but, and that's <laughs> fine. Again, unless the season finale finishes with the snap, yeah. I don't know. Dude, what if it finished with the snap? We're just left there. Oh my gosh! I mean, I wow. have heard that there is going to be a significant significant connection with the MCU in this season. Hey, hey, insider info from the writer for season eight. Yep, season eight writer. Anthony Shimato Amato, Mm. come on. (laughs) All right, well, guys, any last thoughts? Really, any quickly last thoughts you have before we kind of close out? (sighs) Episode two needs to get here right now, actually. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm excited to talk about it again. I'm excited to talk about it again with you guys. Oh, oh, one last thought. I didn't say anything about this. Deke is awesome. And and he, he is just... He is just gonna kill it. I just yeah. know it. He, yeah. And he, like, well, like Daisy, he, Daisy mentions about like you know n- prohibitions happening, so it's illegal to drink. He's like, who thought that was a good idea? Yeah, <laughs> it's just commentary is gonna be so perfect. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's, it's gonna be amazing with him, especially his um, childish like behavior yeah. as he's trying to be like the the little kid trying to impress mm. the st- babysitter yes, in some ways. Yes. I still love his uh, his little fish out of water uh, yeah. deal he's going on here. And it fits even better in 1930 than it yeah, did it when they were in modern times, which, yes. it, yeah, it's awesome. But if, it, it's cool, too, because he really feels like a true agent now. 
Yeah, and they're, they're calling yeah. him. They're yeah. calling him Agent. Yeah, that's right. Shaw, right? Is, or yeah. Deke Shaw, right? Or no, what I think that's right. I don't know. Deke. Yeah, Agent Deke. He does definitely doesn't say that. I think it is. Shaw. They're definitely giving him significant responsibility. Yes. 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 Yeah. So. Except he can't go make getting patents done. Hey, <laughs> ripples, not waves. All right. Yeah. All right, boys. Let's close it up. Um, I'm tired. I need to go to bed. But uh, man. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., thank you so much for being in my life. Uh, I'm excited for the next 12 weeks. Uh, So, yeah. Guys, please uh, follow us on Twitter, at Royal Geek Pod. Um, Leave us a review, a five-star review, preferably, uh, on your favorite podcatcher. And uh, please be sure to listen to our other episode from this week where we talked about our top Pixar movies of all time um, from the three of us. So, uh, we're, we're really honored to be doing this show and can't wait for next week, guys. I'm excited to talk to you again. So for my good friends Sandy and Shimato, this is T-Roll signing off. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peace.